0: vote for your favorite K-pop of 2022 visit 17 com for the link and the results will be revealed on a december episode of the show and please subscribe while you're at it 17 com. thank you hello everybody and especially hello orbits how are we doing welcome to the last luniverse talk of 2022 all the past ones you can find wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as linked to on a page on 17karatkpop.weebly.com. And my full episode directory for every artist is at 17karatkpop.substack.com. But anyway, today, the latest in a fast-developing story, so all of this is just as of recording time. By the time you're listening, there could be many more updates, which I will provide you on an upcoming episode before the year ends, for sure, but not specifically in Luniverse Talk. In this installment, let's talk about my Luna Bias, always, it's always been Chu, an ultimate linchpin of their storyline. Their music video world really needs her, as do Chu Bias people like me. But she was abruptly kicked out of the group. Blackberry Creative issued a statement that says, I'll skip around a bit, but here's the quote. Chu will be expelled and withdrawn after recently being told of Chu's violent language and misuse of power toward our staff, the truth was found upon investigation. Agency representatives are apologizing and comforting staff and we have decided to take responsibility for this and remove Chu. We officially apologize to the staff who have been greatly hurt by this incident and we will put in our full effort so they can now heal and focus on treatment and then return to their normal lives. The agency and LUNA will return to our roots and work as hard as possible, so an incident like this never happens again. The LUNA members did not work only for their individual gains, and they know what fans have given them to bring them to this point, so they did not do anything to cause trouble. The agency and the LUNA members will act with respect and gratitude toward all the staff. We once again bow our heads in apology to the involved staff and the fans. Unquote. This needs some important context. The background starts months and months ago. We previously talked on the show about rumors that Chu had started her own company with her family, but even before that, Chu had been really a rising star, even out of the group, getting ad deals and other money makers that she could earn money from that she didn't have to pay to Blackberry Creative, which I'll call BBC from this point in the recording on. They didn't like she was off making money on the side, and fans speculated it was retaliation behind her absences from recent events. She wasn't at KCON. She wasn't on the world tour due to what they cited as a scheduling conflict. She was not involved in the recent Japanese comeback. She didn't get the traditional birthday live stream event. She had to have her own thing with her own money for her birthday there were signs that she was not treated as fairly, and fans speculated this was really because she filed a lawsuit requesting the end of her contract. An early termination. Then she could be a free agent, basically, and they would get off her case about that extra cash she was making. This also is supported by interview quotes resurfacing now about Chu having her dad have to drive her places. She wasn't allowed to even be in the vehicle as the other members were having to spend her own money on stuff the manager should foot the bill for or at least all the members get to pitch in on instead of make her pay herself, something seemed up. Fans are really upset and shocked by this, especially because in the past there have been rumors that she would leave the group voluntarily, wanting her own career outside of the group. There was never, ever, ever, ever previously any rumor even about mistreatment of staff that was never raised until now. Music critic Kim do tweeted, quote, This statement from BBC is truly the worst. Expulsion? Decision to remove? It's a statement that openly slanders its artist and shows no consideration for the fandom, unquote. Some fans think, this was a situation of, if our agency can't have you, no agency can. Let's ruin your reputation on your way out the door. Obviously, I'm biased here. I'm trying so far to be kind of impartial and say this is what people think happened, and this is what we know. A lot we still don't know. But with my bias in mind here, literally she's my bias, in the group, it really doesn't sound right to me. I understand there are times where people realize their favorite was not who they thought they were, and they bought into a certain likable image. But I really don't think that's the case here. And I know I'm not the person to say that. But I mean, there are parts of the statement that seem very odd. Not just how out of the blue the allegation is, but how vague it is. How they then try to add in the comments about these members are going to return to our roots and stay loyal to the group. Why would they have that language in there if this was really just about a separate incident with a staff? Why would they say things like, well, remember where we came from? That kind of attitude of putting you in your place and humbling you. It just feels like they added that language in to create a mean girl image of her. And so now she's a free woman or maybe one who wants to sign with a different company. They may be less willing to sign her if this is her new rep. And even the Luna members themselves have been kind of blindsided by this. They haven't posted much about it, but what they have posted sounds like pure shock at losing a close friend. And they seem so out of the loop and at a loss for words. Again, as of recording time, nine of them have filed injunctions of their own to cancel their BBC contracts, presumably in solidarity with Chu. Come on, P-Nation should scoop them up. Lots of recent departures there, just because contracts ended. Come on, or a HYBE subsidiary. Someone please save the group. I found that when companies issue a statement and then get backlash and try to issue a follow-up, the best advice is to not do that, because they often make it worse for themselves. So in BBC's follow-up statement, they clarified, quote, that notice was not written with the intent of exposing Chu's abuse of power to the public. Needing to provide the relevant facts and evidence is the right of Chu herself and the staff who were victimized. The concerned parties will have to bring it to light. If Chu and the victim are in agreement, we will cooperate in providing the relevant content and evidence. Unquote. Couple things about that. One, that first part's not true. This notice was not meant to expose what happened that led to her dismissal. I'm pretty sure it was. Second of all, I get the argument that, look, we have to let the legal case play itself out. We don't want to say too much yet because of that. Those restrictions on what we can say, we don't want to put words in their mouth, so we're just not going to say much. So if they don't want to make evidence public, they actually do have some legitimate reasons for that. That's not actually totally suspicious. But I will say it is very interesting to word it as, well, if this allegation against her is true, she'll have to prove it to you. Like the burdens on her to prove that your exposure of her was legit. It's just odd. And it's also interesting to think about behind closed doors what's happening because maybe there's a legal threat that will not make it just so simple for she to prove her innocence. They make it sound simple, but maybe it's not As of November 28th, the latest are that those injunction requests are not being granted. And Shu has just posted to Instagram, quote, Thank you so much for your concern and comfort. As I have not received any contact regarding this series of situations or know anything about them, I'm currently grasping, but what I'm sure of is that I haven't done anything that will be shameful to my fans. In the future, as my position is decided, I will share another statement. Thank you so much for your concern and for trusting in me, unquote. We'll keep you posted. I don't want to make any predictions, but it's overall just really sad. For Chu, for the fans, for Luna, we all kind of don't know what to do either because it's just very sudden. There's just so much we don't know about what specifically may now the moment to do this. So much will probably be uncovered by reporters, so I'll keep you posted, but that's the status right now. It's sad. I don't have really words of wisdom for it. But just know, I just think the group deserves nothing but the best in a company that thinks so, too, and treats them all as equals. And autonomous beings. Those things are not mutually exclusive. Our next story dives into more legal woes about Lee Soon-ji and Hook Entertainment, which I'll just call Hook for the rest of the episode. This is another fast-developing story, so keep that in mind. This is just what's the latest as of November 28th. A bombshell report from Dispatch recently came out about Hook, claiming that they have withheld all of Lee Seung Gi's streaming proceeds from his 18-year recording career. All of those profits from 18 years worth, over 100 songs worth, 27 albums worth of profits which totals up to over $7 million in revenue. Five years' worth of financial statements are currently missing, and Hook actually was separately suspected of embezzlement a while ago, so this would fit a pattern. Last month, he issued a request for more transparency about finances from Hook, and dispatched obtained the evidence of this request. Hook's CEO issued a statement saying, quote, everything is due to my negligence and lack of discretion, so I feel ashamed and apologetic, unquote, as well as saying that eventually, after legally in the clear, they will say more. If true, this is huge because Hook is a juggernaut, highly thought of, Lee Sungi's legal team issued a statement saying, Hey, where's the money? We want a thorough profit distribution diorama or something. Some full breakdown of the expenses. And Hook, quote, gave excuses and avoided providing details, unquote. They also said he's been subject to their, quote, insulting and threatening remarks, unquote. Hook's next statement did say, No truth to the media reports. We'll have more to say later. Then the next statement from Soongi's legal camp claims they're lying with their version of events. A lot of this revolves around a loan that he reportedly gave to the Hook CEO to buy a lux apartment. And the nature of the loan, jargon aside basically, should it count as an investment or a loan or what do we categorize this financial transaction as? That's kind of in dispute now. And truly how much is owed, how much was really a loan versus no expectation of being paid back. Now, his lawyers say that this real estate agreement signed in 2021 is being misconstrued, not framed accurately by Hook. and they even claim, Hook threatened to retaliate after expressing a desire to leave the company by removing his rights as an investor in that property. The Hook legal team argues this is all irrelevant. The apartment purchase is a separate thing, nothing to do with the payments and whether or not they really were withheld. Those are separate, quite a back and forth of legal statements, arguments about money, and just an overlapping time frame that raises questions. 10 Asia reported this CEO bought his over $2.5 million place during a time period coinciding with getting that loan. Also odd that he took $3.5 million in loans from his employee between 2014 and 2021. 3.5 million, that is the USD equivalent. So in conclusion, yikes. We'll keep you posted though. Keep in mind, this could have major entertainment world ramifications. I'm going to move right into the rapid fire segment now of other headlines because I'm saving my full MMA and Mama award show recaps for a different episode, so stay tuned for that. I'll revisit if my predictions for winners were right. That could be embarrassing or really fulfilling. Stay tuned to find out. Cha Eunwoo started a YouTube channel that he couldn't think of a name of, so it's just self-titled. RM got a plaque of appreciation from the Cultural Heritage Administration. Next Year's Soul Music Awards is set for January 19th. And set to MC the next MBC Music Fest, Yuna Junho from 2PM and Jane sun Q. Speaking of Yuna, she won the Popular Star Award at the Blue Dragon Film Awards. Hui from Pentagon joined Instagram and is discharged from the military. Wanho is enlisting December 5th, and Jin enlisting December 13th. Park Jun left Purple Kiss citing health reasons. Bambam joined Weavers. One from G Friend signed with We Entertainment, spelled O U I. All seven Dreamcatcher members renewed their contracts with Dreamcatcher Company. IM from Monsta X has signed with Sony Korea. Les Seraphim's webtoon Crimson Heart is finally out. More on that in a future episode. Espa are part of Apple's Up Next list, and their first reality show is premiering December 14th called Sync Road. In other programming news, December 6th marks the premiere of The Idol Band, Boys Battle. CSR announced their fandom name, Maum, roughly translates to Heart in Korean. WeEye members Kim Dunhan and Kane Soqua were both in a minor car accident. This is the third minor car accident story I've done in like a month on this show. These managers have got to slow down or pack their schedules less intensely, because truly it's a big issue, rushing artists from schedule to schedule like this. Zico is the new brand ambassador for Tiffany & Company, A British artist, Justin Bateman, created the most incredible portrait of Lisa from Blackpink, made entirely of pebbles from a Thailand river. Leigh from XO spoke about the potential of m-pop at Harvard's business school. TXT rocked the red carpet at the AMAs, as did Mark Twan. BTS won two awards that night, Best K-pop and Favorite Pop Duo slash Group, the first to win that one four times. Some winners getting special commendations at the Korean Popular Culture and Arts Awards, Aespa, Paul Kim, Jane Pilsoon, Zico, and TXT. The latest COVID cases, three members of Stray Kids, and Eun Kwon from B2B. Some sad disbandment news, Black Level disbanded. Interesting timing considering the Black Label is currently finalizing its lineup for a girl group debut. In fact, auditions are still open for the final slot. Triple S subunit, Triple A, has also disbanded. That girl group has a unique promo strategy. They call it a dimension system. And a dimension collapses if there's not enough of a foundation of support for it in the form of album sales. And so the Triple A subunit failed to reach its record of selling over 100,000 album copies during their promo period. They wanted to get to over 100,000. They really ended up with over 18.3,000, much less than hoped for. So now these four members, out of twenty-four total, their subunit is no more. But the group still is, at least as a recording time, and hopefully the members can still be voted into future combinations. Especially BB's little sister. We'll love to see her get another chance. Epex announced their USA tour coming this February to New York, Reading, Atlanta, Chicago, Dallas, Houston, Vegas, LA in San Francisco. See the My Music Taste website for info. And 17 carat K of course. Lee Say soon, signed with the company Antenna. Chris Wu, the CPOP star, after his guilty verdict, has received his sentence of 13 years. I don't want to trigger anyone. You can quickly look up what it was for. That was made official November 25th. He must pay a hefty fine as well for an additional tax evasion charge. And he'll be deported to Canada after 13 years locked up. In other news from China, Activision Blizzard and NetEase are no longer going to work together. Their contract will not be renewed. Officially January 23rd, 2023, Activision Blizzard games will not be sold in China. They're not barred technically from selling in China, but to do so, any US-based game company is required to have some sort of local partner in China to work with to make sure they're on the same page about their pledge to adhere to censorship laws. So maybe a bit of a gap before those Blizzard games would be back on stands, if they do go back. Hyena and Dawn have ended their relationship, which has been going strong since 2016. I really like them together. They ended their engagement, though, and will now remain friends. Really, really, really hope that's true. Their chemistry, whether it's friendship or romantic chemistry, is really cool. The J-Rock girl group, Baby Metal, have a really interesting new idea, a silent mosh pit. A designated area at their concerts for timid people who still want the mosh pit experience. Raises hand. People who feel like they're not physically capable of handling a mosh pit, or who have young children, or just a need to stretch, that's the place for you. And in that mosh pit zone, it's a silent mosh pit, so you're not allowed to shout, talk loudly, or do, quote, any other behavior that may be an inconvenience to other customers, unquote. Kepler has made history with Wadada being certified Platinum in Japan. Twice has surpassed 10 million album sales. Teon's new SoundCloud track, Fine, surpassed 600,000 SoundCloud streams. J-Hope as a soloist has surpassed 300 million Spotify streams. Jin on his own is officially a million seller. Blackpink's shutdown surpassed 200 million streams. Their Sun Ice Cream surpassed 800 million views. Killed This Love, 1.7 billion. The number of places new releases topped iTunes in? 11 for Boa's Forgive Me, 44 for Red Velvets, the Reve Festival birthday, and 102 for Jungkook's Dreamers. Lastly, first-week album sales. Extinary Heroes Overload, over 26,000 copies. Victim's Choice, over 100,000 in Very Very's Liminality episode of Over 111 in the first two days, really outperforming their previous record. That's all for today. I'm going to start my Best of the Year episode soon, so stay tuned for those, and then one more end-of-the-year news roundup where I'll catch up on all the award show wins, revisit my predictions for those, talk about the conversation RM had with Pharrell Williams, some other big buzzed about topics in that final episode. But that's where I'll leave you today. Thank you all so much. And I'll talk to you all again very soon. Bye, everybody.